This episode of Nintendo Podblock is brought to you by, well, you. If you want to learn how to support our Fennial podcast, head over to patreon.com slash bossrushmedia or search for us on the Patreon app on your smart device. Thanks for helping us build something better. Everybody, welcome to Nintendo Pop Block here on Bushwish Gaze. I am your host, the enlightened insider, and super happy to be back. Eddie V, joining me is the one, the only, Mr. Bossman himself, Mr. Corey Derrick. Yes. I hear we're doing a podcast. Is that is, is, is that still a thing we're doing? Are we still doing this? <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> And everybody, we have the talented TikToker herself, Miss Courtney. Yikes! Yeah. Hello, gamers. Serving us. She's back with new hair. Yeah, okay. she is serving us hair, looks, everything. Yes. I looked Every- back at all the videos and I was like, oh god, I, I gotta let my hair down sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said, but then I realized I didn't have any, so I wear a hat. <laughs> also, you know that- also, I thought about retiring the hat for so long that it's been too long and now it's part of the look right and now like i can never not wear the hat right i I think we have never did an episode query without you about the hat i know it's fine you know it it literally is your signature look you know as as podcasters we kind of sometimes have a signature look but everybody we are back from our two week break there's been a tons of games we've been playing, tons of food we acquired, some great Christmas presents that we have been given, and maybe given to ourselves. You so, guys got Christmas gifts? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yes. So uh, we got a jam-packed show, and everybody, we are finally doing our game of the year for Nintendo Power Block. What would take it? What game? You know, we really don't know, but we are excited. But before we get into that, everybody, it's time for Snacktendo! Yes! Cordy, you got snacks. I got you snacks. You know what they are. Well, it's only one. And see, we should have done a December one, but we didn't. <laughs> can I tell you, Courtney? I, I had to show I, love. <laughs> can I tell you, I got three boxes from Target after Christmas. Yes, the discounted <laughs> price is like seventy five percent off. What is it? You, it's this it's could be Queen Anne's. It's like deliciousness. It's a chocolate covered strawberry cherry cherry. Yeah. cherry. Yeah. Could be strawberry. Yeah. That would be they good no- too. Yeah, they normally the only do thing I for... like covered in chocolate is chocolate. Uh, they I don't normally know. do for uh, Valentine's Day. Like they go out, go all out. But this year for like Christmas, it was almost everywhere. Yes. Yeah, there was a lot. Of, of them um there's some other ones i don't know the other names of them but they have like a knockoff brand of those and those ones are good too i got the dark chocolate yes <laughs> and then there is uh cellos or cellos c-e-l-l-o yes those, uh those are the other ones but i like these because they're more the chocolate is richer and the syrup of the cherry is just oh so mm. delicious Yes. <laughs> and plus, these are fatty, fat ones. So. <laughs> wow. 
Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. Anyways. So, uh, is that all you've been snacking on? Uh, yeah. Okay. I've eaten everything else, but anything that was covered in chocolate, I ate it this week. So. Okay. Woo. <laughs> Uh, Corey, what have you missed taking all? Man, uh, I was actually, I've actually been pretty sick the last couple of days. Um, oh, no. But I tried to eat anyway. Um, yesterday for, oh, we went over to my sister-in-law's for a New Year's party thing and got a, uh, we had pizza and buffalo chicken dip and pigs in a blanket <gasps> and, you know, all these, Ooh. all these things. Uh, you know, that people like. And uh, so I ate some of that. And uh, yeah, and today we had leftovers. And uh, that's that's kind of it. Okay. I'm kind of, I kind of forget how long it's been since we've done one of these episodes. So, uh, yes. <laughs> you know. So yeah. I picked up, you know, everybody knows me. I love to go to the Pepperidge Farm outlet. Uh, in no. Kenosha, Wisconsin, in Prairie. Yes, I love. So I got some Chunky's Sunnorm Burger with country vegetable soup. Mm. I didn't know that they make. I didn't know they make this, but puff style chicken pot pie. Uh, so nice. you know, I'm going to be trying that. Of course, if I'm going to go there, I got to get uh, the cookie stuff. But I got some golden butter. Uh, pepper fried crackers. I didn't know they made any, so it's good that I got to see it. Um, I got the soft baked Montauk uh, milk chocolate, um, some Milano's dark chocolate sea salt cookies. Yeah. Very interesting because I I didn't I never seen it, and then I never knew this, but they got Goldfish limited edition Dunkin' pumpkin spice graham crackers. Okay. Of the, go- of the goldfish. <laughs> exactly. But everybody, I have found literally the drink of the year of 2022, but actually the drink of 2023. The Sunkiss Cherry Lime. We, ch- we, we simply got it <laughs> stored. And I, I, this is the best. Because it really ch- tastes like a cherry flavor. And it do- you do have some lime in it, but that's mostly at the aftertaste. It it goes down smoothly when you drink it. I didn't know that's this. I guess this is a new flavor for some kids. Because uh, their pineapple one was okay, but it wasn't all of that. This cherry lime made one, oh, it's the best. If you, get, if you are a soda drinker or pop drinker, and you see this in the stores, I do recommend to get it. It goes it goes well with any meal. Um, I had some pizza and stuff, and it went well with that. Uh, just, it, it's just so good. <laughs> I had to get the 12 pack, and all our 12 packs at, at my job are gone uh, for it. So um, hopefully we get a 20 ounce started, you know, in our store, because we got the strawberry lemonade sun kiss um, and the regular orange. Uh, sun kiss, but we don't have this as a 20 ounce, so hopefully we start getting that. <clears throat> but oh, <laughs> and this is the other one, the sellers. Mm, heck yeah! Uh, thank you, Target, for having your stuff 50 to 70 percent off on the snacks Man. and stuff. 
I, I everybody, I am planning to, uh, you know, cut back on some of the sugar and stuff. Uh, I still got to order my Ring Fit Adventure, which I, I wonder if Target have uh, they have it. I'll go pick it up. It, there, it was on sale at GameStop for fifty four ninety nine. Oh, nice! In case you were uh, wondering, I got that notification from uh, our friends over at Cheap Ass Gamer and Water yes. sixty four. You know, nice. Uh, those those cool cats who uh, you turn on notifications and it tells you every deal imaginable. <laughs> yes, it's awesome. Uh, Cheap is so good. He be on it with the deals, or they be on it with the yeah. deals. I'm like, yeah, this this is the way to go. Did you know that a podcast? I had no idea. <gasps> Wait, what? Yeah, it's called the CAG Cast. C A G C A S T. Oh, I got. I had no idea. Didn't know neither. Uh, That's fine. But yeah, everybody, it did. Uh, lastly, uh, before we move on, I have my traditional cheeseburger deluxe. Um, it's a staple for <laughs> New Year's um, day. Because um, like at the church on New Year's Eve, when it hit New Year's Day, me and my family go to this uh, particular family restaurant. And uh, we get food from there. And I normally get the cheeseburger deluxe to start the year off. Because, of course, it's a comfort food and it's well known. Um, but it's just something I grew up with at that place. Uh, and also for the soup, they had chicken and rice, cream of chicken and rice. They didn't give us no bread though, but this, but oh man, it was the Trips. whole, the whole bowl was gone and I fell asleep. <laughs> yeah. Did y'all do any of like the new year's luck thing you have to do? Like uh, cabbage? Oh no. Uh-uh. No, 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 Eat 12 no, no. grapes. Nope. Um, oh no. Mm-mm. All the Pass. fun stuff. Oh, you know what? I guess I, it's I, just me. <laughs> I, I think I, I think because a lot of people stayed in this year for New Year's. Um, when it came to like doing food, because some people went to church, some places didn't have church. Um, I think a lot of people just went to some of the restaurants and picked up food and yeah. went home and stayed because I didn't see here. I didn't really see any sales in alcohol. Or anything i know the police were out but like even when i got out of work like really no one was on the road or anything really? and no pe- yeah and no people were really saying that they was going to chicago a lot of people were just like i'm i'm gonna ring in the new year and then go to bed so hmm. um nice. yeah Neat. But er- yes but everybody uh it's time for play with power Corey. i'm gonna start with you with playing with power because over the week, like all three of us, we probably played a lot of games. Oh my across, gosh, I probably played know. like thirty different video games. It was <laughs> ridiculous. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna talk about all of them here. I'm gonna I'm gonna do the list. Okay, I'm gonna do the list, but I'm only gonna talk about a couple of them. I promise. Uh, so Fortnite, Destiny Two, Disney Dreamlight Valley, Elden Ring, Strangers of Paradise, Final Fantasy Origin, Crisis Core, Final Fantasy Seven, Reunion. Bayonetta 3, Pokemon Legends Arceus, Super Perils of Baking, uh, Near Automata, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Horizon the Frozen Wilds, Shovel Knight Dig, Mario Plus Rabbids, uh, TMNT Shredder's Revenge, Fire Emblem Warriors. Also played some Breath of the Wild and some other game and uh, Mario 3D World. Can I tell you, every, a lot of people are re-downloading Breath of the Wild to start. I know. I know. I noticed a lot of people were like, you know what? It's time to replay it. We're going to get excited. 
my thing is, is like I would have if this was last year, I probably should have restarted it last year, like in January or February. Mm. But I, I'm afraid if I put like you put like 150 hours into that game and you go into another game that's that big, like, aren't you going to feel a little bit of burnout? But also it's Nintendo and Zelda fans and we're all crazy. So probably not. Yeah, because yeah. I'm because I wonder when do people when do we want to catch up on Breath of the Wild to get ready for Tears of the Kingdom? I think I think maybe April, like the beginning of April, we should do like a know. like either like an expansion pass or something on like a story mm. thing to catch people up or something, you know? Yeah. I'm yeah, because I, yeah, I, I know if we get a Nintendo Direct and I, we see an update of what they It's the first episode and we already brought up a Nintendo Direct. We're, <laughs> we're 12 minutes in. <laughs> I, 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 I know, but Nintendo's I think Nintendo's built different, you know. Yeah, but you know what? I actually and this might actually be a, an expansion pass, and I don't know if we've ever talked about this, Corey. Uh, and Corey, I wonder, kind of want to hear your opinion about it. But I think with N- the Nintendo Direct sales, I I was asking myself in my mind, have the Nintendo Directs gotten better? with every console or handheld release. So, you know, kind of starting off, I think they started off what, with the Wii or Wii U, was it I Wii think. U? No, it was okay. the Wii U because remember the, their last press conference was that Nintendo Land demo that was like really mm. bad <laughs> and okay. the reveal of the Wii U. <laughs> okay. So, so I uh, think like Wii U and 3DS and then going to like 3DS and Switch, um, it's or in ch- or primary or it might have been DS, but the way that the uh that it evolved because I was thinking about I'm like that the the Nintendo Direct had uh Iwata era, had a Reggie era, and then they did like the listing, and now we gotta have like Kazumi doing it. So it's kind of like almost four or five eras in that time, and I kind of feel like the show evolved to be. We know, you know, evolved to be better. And I was wondering, do you think it's because of the consoles that came out? But we, you know, uh, just quickly, Cordy, your thoughts? Because I think that that would be a good expansion pass to discuss discuss something yes. about that. It should definitely be a good expansion pass. But I feel like I don't know. I it's feel like still different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or hear me out. Hear me out. I know we want to start spoiler alert this year, which is this the spoiler cast episode stuff. And and uh, that's across Bosros. That's not just this this sh- this show. I thought about doing it just this show, but I think we're going to do it across the board. What if what what if we kicked off spoiler alert instead of doing our Death's Door one first? Mm-hmm. What if we did a Breath of the Wild spoiler cast going into? Tears of the Kingdom. I I almost called it Breath of the Wild too. Gotta get that out of my head. (laughs) I cannot. I cannot keep Tears of the Kingdom in my head, and I just think it's because we haven't said it enough and talked about it enough, which is wild. But we don't have enough to talk about. (laughs) Also, would we want to do Age of Calamity in there and kind of like morph the conversation around that? We can. Or do we want to do them as two separate ones? Also, I'm really side tangent again. I know I realized I just asked a question, but I'm going to talk over that question anyway. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm. I'm upset at the idea 
that Skyward Sword would be the first game in this trilogy of games that Nintendo Life suggested. Very upset by this. Why? Anyways, because I I don't want it. <laughs> I don't That's want it to be true. Anyways, continue. Sorry. What? Thank you for the first side tangent of the year, Corey. <laughs> You're welcome. Woo! I, I literally feel like <laughs> I literally Nailed feel it. like that is going to be our word again of the year. What's the Nintendo slang word of the year? Side tangent. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, you know. Yeah. But I think yeah, that's I think that's the question we're going to say for expansion bands because I really want to have that discussion about it because I'm interested in my mind and I'm just like because I've been watching some directs and some of the past ones and new ones I'm like man, these things got good over a certain time, over time and yeah. stuff. So yeah, uh, yeah. But uh, but uh, Corey, what games did you want to talk about out of that list? All right, What's so on? first I'm going to talk about Crisis Core. Uh, it is the prequel to Final Fantasy VII. Uh, so when <laughs> I I I got a I got a PlayStation Five here, okay. Nice. That's nah, all right. Um, <laughs> I I actually like aside from the games that are on it, I actually really prefer Xbox and Switch over this thing. But we'll save that for a different conversation. Actually, we're going to have that conversation on the Boss Wars podcast on Wednesday. So, <laughs> so. anyways, <clears throat> uh, uh, Crisis, I, I downloaded the, the reason why I started playing Crisis Core is because the Final Fantasy VII remake is part of the extra tier of the PlayStation Plus uh, subscription. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'm thinking of playing the games in order. And so I thought Crisis Core, I should play Crisis Core before I move into Final Fantasy VII Remake. So I'm, I got through the, the prologue and am in the first chapter. The combat is super fun. The combat yes. is really, really fun. It, yes. it, it feels like a, a really almost kind of like Devil May Cry style action. Almost not quite that stylized, but like Mm -hmm. super fast and fluid and fun. And uh, I think Zach is a I I know everybody loves Zach. And like I'm I haven't gotten to that point to where I'm like, I don't understand why everybody loves Zach yet. But, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm only a couple hours in and I'm not the biggest Final Fantasy seven person anyway. I actually have never finished Final Fantasy seven. So. There's that to kind of. You know, whatever. You don't. Uh, you don't know the full story of Final Fantasy VII. Okay. Yeah, and so um, I've been playing that. It's really fun. It's really fluid. I like the combat. I like the, uh, just the battle system. It is is fun, and that opening man with him on the train is super cool. Like yes. I really like that entire uh, kind of scene. Yes. And uh, the uh, I got. I got really into Fortnite with my nephews this this past break, and uh, it's it's been really fun to just kind of play it. Didn't we, you say you weren't gonna play it though? I did, I did. When that was on your list, I was like, "Wait a minute!" Didn't yep. you just? It's mm? it's probably the game I spent the third, second, or third most amount of time on <laughs> actually. Uh, but. Yeah, we I've been playing with them. We've been doing the no build mode. 
so like it feels more like a real game instead of like a kid's game <laughs> sorry everybody uh and i've been i've been having a lot of fun and uh got some cool skins i unlocked the doom guy on my battle pass so that was cool i unlocked a bunch of christmas stuff so my doom guy has a white costume on with like when I jump out of the battle bus, he's got these little demon fire flame thing and like a little Rudolph backpack on. So that's funny. That's sick. Uh, it is sick. It's really <laughs> funny. And like I'm running around with a giant nutcracker hammer. It's super cool. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, we we've played a lot of that. I got my first victory royale in Fortnite. Hey. It's been out for five years. <laughs> Finally got one. Uh, so that was super cool. But the last game out of all these games. By the way, Pokemon Legends of Arceus, shout out to that game. Yes. Way better than I expected. Bayonetta, have some thoughts on that. Actually, I'm going to I'm going to talk real quick about Bayonetta 3 real quick. <laughs> character models of like the main characters, beautiful, great character models. Love the character models. The environments are I feel like somebody upresed my PS2. It, like the the cityscapes and like the water and stuff like that opening scene with the boat with the cruise ship is like mm -hmm. really bad like really bad yeah I hate it <laughs> I absolutely hate the way it looks it pl it plays good it's fun but man this this game is just showing the how archaic the technology in the Switch is and that nobody knows how to use the technology like Nintendo does. Right. Man, I I want I want Bayonetta to exist, but I want it to exist on better hardware. And hopefully that comes soon, sooner than later, which we'll get to in uh I don't know, probably <laughs> forty five minutes from now. Um But anyways, the the last game, guys. The game. The game of break. Okay. The game is Disney Dreamlight Valley. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Let me oh, no. tell you about. It. Oh no! Before you go, I already can hear Grace <laughs> say yes. <laughs> it's it's his fault. No, actually. So I was I was sitting with my daughter actually, and I was trying to like, I'm see I'm slowly trying to gauge her interest in games and seeing if she's interested at all or whatnot, and. We played that she like I know she loves Disney and like Mickey Mouse and Minnie and all that stuff. And I'm like, OK, well, we'll try this. Uh, you know, that Disneyland game where you can walk around Disneyland and collect coins and do all kinds of stuff on Game Pass. Yes, um, we tried that. It was it was OK. It was kind of kind of dumb, kind of boring. Uh, so I was like, you know what? Why don't we try Disney Dreamlight Valley? And like. I knew it was kind of Animal Crossing-ish. I didn't know how much Animal Crossing-ish it was. Yeah. So we played it. We played it for like, I don't know, forty-five minutes or whatever. And I'm like, and she had like no interest because I had to do all this stuff before we even got to talk to any of the characters or whatever. I'm like, okay, well, I'll play a little bit, and then the next day we'll come back and I'll show her all the cool characters that I unlocked. That night I played for like two and a half hours. I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, this game. This game is amazing. This game is incredible. And then I went back and showed her like the next day, like, oh, look, here's here's Scrooge and here's Goofy and here's Mickey. And she was like, after like 10 minutes, she was had no interest. And I'm like, well, I'm interested. So 
let me tell you, I've unlocked I've unlocked two new areas in the valley. I've unlocked two realms in the castle. I'm friends with Moana. I'm friends with Kristoff and Anna and Elsa from Frozen. I'm doing all kinds of tasks. I'm up upgrading Goofy's little cart. It's amazing. I've gone <laughs> fishing with Mickey. I cooked him some fish sandwiches to try to bring Minnie back. It's amazing. Do so, you feel do you feel that you're getting you're making progress and feeling more accomplished in Disney during like then, then what? Then Animal Crossing? The Animal Crossing. Oh yeah, I stopped playing Animal Crossing after like three hours. I just, I couldn't do it. I, I couldn't do it. Sorry. Just was like, no, no. Tom Nook's an idiot. Although Scrooge, Scrooge McDuck is the Tom Nook of Disney Dreamlight Valley. Okay, he's always yeah, asking for money. He's always asking you to invest in things. I'm like, dude, go, go swim in your big money pit tower. Okay, we all know how Ducktales starts out. Okay. Yes. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm having a blast, and I have all these tasks. And the Christmas Christmas event just happened, and I finished the mini the the uh, mini Christmas kind of quest line, and I got the Christmas outfit for Merlin from Sword in the Stone, and I got Mickey's Christmas outfit. And now they're running around the valley in Christmas outfits. Mm-hmm. Man, it's a good time. It's a good time. Also. There's a cloud save. So not only not only can I play on my Xbox on my TV, but when I lay down and go to bed and start watching something on TV, I can transfer it over to my Switch and play it there. Ah. Did you did you own it on Switch? Yeah. Uh, sure do. Sure do, so Ed. What systems do you own it for? Just Switch and Xbox or just Switch? Well, it's on Game Pass. So, oh, so okay. Okay. Yeah, there it is. Okay. Right there. Actually, can I say it look, does look beautiful on the uh, OLED? Uh, yeah, it's it's actually pretty ugly. It's actually a pretty ugly game. But to, it's it's in early access still. Mm-hmm. It's actually not coming out till next summer, like fully. It's a free-to-play game. But the, on Game Pass, you get like the Whatever the $30 edition is on Game Pass right now, which is the Founders mm. Edition, and it gives you, like, you know, extra coins and Dreamlight moons and, you know, harvesting stuff. Like, it gives you some extra stuff, and then there's, like, a $50 edition and a $70 edition that gets you extra cosmetics and, you know, Dream moons and all this other stuff uh, to help you kind of progress faster, obviously. And, and uh, so, yeah, that's kind of... It's where I'm at. I'm playing it a lot. I've put like 12 hours into this game over the last week. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, but man, dude, this game, it's addicting. It's addicting. If you like Animal Crossing, I highly, highly recommend Disney Dreamlight Valley. And if you're, if you really want to know how I feel about it, wait till we get to our game of the year list. Yes. <laughs> Just saying. Recency biased, I'm sure, but well, it's Disney, anyways. of course. So uh, happy to hear that, though. I, I am really happy to hear that. It's amazing. Um, Get it, buy it. Multiplayer yeah, coming in the spring. I'm glad you like it because you're all like, "Oh, I don't know if I want to spend that. I don't know if I want to get it. I think it's overhyped." And now you got it, and you're like, "No, it's worth it." It is. It's, good. <laughs> it's, it's the best. 
it's great. All right, Cardi, what have you been playing with Power? All right. So, like, what, my top, top games? Or or no, just the games that you've been playing. Oh, yeah. so uh, I finished Apex. It was nice. I didn't... You finished it? You beat not, the Apex? No, no, not like... I just, I finished the 30 days. I was terrible at it the whole time. I think I got up to level, like, 72. Hmm. Oh. And only had, like, two, two victory things. I'm still learning it, but I had fun with it. I played that all month, and then I've been playing Genshin Impact. Ooh, oh, that's on PlayStation and PC, right? It is, yes. It's. it's I think it's on really everything. I think it's, it's already on Switch. Switch. Is not going to happen. Oh, it's not on Switch. No, no. They pr- they promised Switch, and it's been almost five years. Yeah, the, well, the game uh, hasn't okay. even been out for five years. So it's been Sky then that I've been playing on the Switch because it also has like the same vibe, but Sky's good. Sky, uh, I think it's like Light of Children, Children of the Light. Oh yeah, it's the uh, the um, that game company, the team that did Journey and Flower and Flow. Yes, yeah, because they mentioned Sky coming to Switch at the Game Awards. Yeah, yeah. Sky yeah. should already be on Switch, I it believe. Is. Yeah. Did they release? Yeah, it's weird because it's like it's a free to play game too. I don't yeah. understand yeah. how they monetize that game, but I'm not. You know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know other things. I don't know. Yeah, we need mm. the answers for that. But it was really good. And then I don't know if we don't, or we're talking about the game of the year yet or not. But no, not after yet. after the Aurora concert that they had on Sky. Chef's kiss. It was so good. And like I got all teary eyed. I'm like, oh, I'm so glad I redownloaded this. And then I got hooked on it afterwards. So I've been playing that nice. a lot. Nice. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> well, for me, uh, Corey kind of shared part of like part of this list, mm-hmm. but uh, Stranger of Paradise. I've been playing uh, Crisis Core, Final Fantasy Reunion, Band of the Three, uh, Pokemon Scarlet. I've been playing. Um, I and then the games that I like personally been played. I played Bot Gaiden, Litter Gator Game, Aka, um, which is like you're this raccoon who's trying to like help people around in the forest and stuff. It has some performance problems, uh, so I was waiting for it to get fixed. Uh, so I'll look back to it uh, a little bit later. Um, River City Girls Two. Mm. Oh my goodness, this game is so much fun. That's the ad game. There it is. It's 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 a great beat 'em up, a, a great soundtrack. Some of the songs sound like they're from the first game, but Mega Ren is in it. I'm like, wait a minute, that sounds like Mega Ren. Uh he's a uh <laughs> nice. rapper who does video game stuff. Uh, and he's in the background rapping while you beat the folks up on the basketball court. Um uh, but this but it's like River City Girls is really good. Um, started Sonic Frontier up on Series X. Um, the uh, Callisto Protocol I've been playing a little bit more of. I know David really loves this game, um, and I think uh, LeBron finished it. Um, but I I gotta ask him. Um, but uh, that one I'm going to be returning to. Uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderland on Series X really fun it's funny but it's really good of course it's still like borderlands but um yeah but it ha- it looks it looks like it like i know it has like the D kind of vibe to it yeah but like it just feels like it's less i don't know i i don't really know how to describe borderlands except for like <laughs> middle school humor 
Like it, yeah. Like I mean, I know that Tiny Tina still has some of that in it, but it's like a little less harsh. I would say, yeah, a little less toilet humor and more like thoughtful writing. It seems, at least from the outside looking in. I, I, I know it was on sale, and I almost got it, and I was like, nah, I'm gonna wait because I feel like it's gonna be one of those games that's like fifteen bucks next spring or next summer, and that'll yeah. be the time I jump in. So I know it came out and it just didn't get no coverage. Like nobody was talking about it. And so that's why I snagged it. uh, I just feel like everybody's like between the Randy Pitchford kind of fiasco and Borderlands 3. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's a lot of Gearbox slash Borderlands fatigue, even though it had been so long since Borderlands 2 and Borderlands 3, right? Like, yeah, I just feel like a lot of people were just done with that studio in general. Right. And them doing something that's not called Borderlands always kind of is, you know, people kind of like side eye it. Like, you know, we remember Battleborn and Duke Nukem forever. Like, mm-hmm. you know, even even the new tales of the Borderlands when that one dropped out, it's just like it didn't get nobody was like looking for it or talking about it because I think it just there was like no promotion for it. And I know with Tiny Tina's Wonderland, like that was supposed to be a big thing for E3, but they didn't show nothing. I I, I think it's like maybe a little bit down the line. That's when they show some gameplay and people were just like, Oh, this came out, you know, and yeah. then it just literally got steamrolled over. Um, played some near automata, uh, definitely enjoying that on switch. Um, oh, it's so good. Yes, uh, sports story. I I'm still like in the beginning, um, and it's fun. Chain echoes though. It's a it's. A, it, I know people are loving it, and don't get me wrong, it's a great JRPG, but it feels it's very odd to me. It's an odd sixteen bit style RPG. It, it's of course it's shattering Chrono Trigger to me in this feel. But I think it's the, like, it feels like the game doesn't have not uh, experience points level kind of system. Mm-hmm. You know, when you beat something, you get, like, 12 experience points or something. And so you it really don't feel, it, it doesn't feel like I'm going to be able to grind in it, even though I want to, so I can get powerful and everything. It just feels very weird on how this game was designed. And I think it's the grinding aspect that is not in the game. Then I'm just finding it weird and stuff, but it's it's really fun to play. Don't get me wrong; it's a really great JRPG um, that's out there. Uh, so, um, and like I said, Sunny Frontiers is fun on Series X, uh, very enjoyable. Um, Strangers of Strangers of Paradise is going to take a little while to get into, but I am enjoying. It. I I will say that uh, I know Corey, you mentioned Final Fantasy Crisis Core uh, gameplay. And everything. I really feel like it's the the battle system feels smoother than Final Fantasy VII Remake for some reason. Even though they, they're kind of the same. I oh. kind of feel like I feel like uh, re, uh, Reunions just feels better. I, and I think it's because of uh, being able to roll quicker and mm-hmm. attack enemies closer. So it kind of feels like... What are you, what are you playing Reunion on? I'm playing it on Switch. Mm, okay. Is it, is it, I mean, is it good? I got it on Xbox. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, like, the few third party things that I bought over the last year, aside from Nier, have really underperformed on Switch. So I've kind of shifted 
uh, away from the third party stuff on Switch, uh, unless it's like a a port of some sort, like a like Persona, right? Mm-hmm. Like Persona Five or Near or you know a, a port that is strongly recommended, right? Because like it's just what did I what did I get recently on Switch that was just terrible? Um, let me see. Hold on. Me... Third party. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't remember what I purchased recently. That was not very good. Uh, but you know, it's just these, the, I think it was one of the Assassin's Creed games I bought this year. I think the Ezio collection. Okay. And it was just, it was just bad, you know? And, and so now like, unless it's like a older game port or of some sort, like, Mm -hmm. or an indie game, that I'm interested in or Nintendo first party game, I'm just, I'm shifting my focus to another platform and hopefully, you know, that will, I mean, I know one person can't really send a message to Nintendo like that, but you know, like I, I just, I can't, you know, I'm, I but, wish, I wish that I could, but like but, I, that has me really worried for Hogwarts legacy in July. But that's, it's- well, that's the thing about it. It always feels like, and we talked about this before, it always feels like when it comes to the Nintendo version of some games, and I'm not talking about the you know the porting developers who do it. I'm talking about people who mm-hmm. in-house and stuff. It really feels like they hold off the Switch version so they can focus on the other big ones. And then when they get back to the Switch version, they want to work on it. And if it may sometimes for some developers, it feels rushed. And so in order for it to be at a higher level standard of quality, they'll wait till they patch it and stuff and everything. But they it's still that if we put our game on the other consoles, it's going to sell better than the Switch. You know, and a lot of people know that well if even if it doesn't perform well on the switch let me get it because it may be a hard game to find um and do when i tell you it's, it's some of these games are hard to find best buy in kenosha they only had five nintendo games and their whole video game section everything was gone their playstation and xbox stuff even when new games came out awful nintendo stuff was gone for everything and so it's kind of just like do a lot of people just like do i get the nintendo version even though the quality might not be up there and everything and i i think people can wait for the nintendo version um but if they're gonna we're gonna wait we're gonna we want to make sure that they put the time and effort in so with this final fantasy one i think because it is the psp game just like a little bit remastered added some oomph to it uh it's not so hard um to make it at a higher standard like the other other consoles yeah it doesn't run faster like them but you know, everything that I've been seeing that people have been playing with Final Fantasy Reunion has been the Switch version. If not the Switch version, maybe the PlayStation version, because no one's talking about it on Xbox at all. But, yeah. like, the Switch version for this, for the, for Crisis Core, everybody's been beating it on Switch, enjoying it. Yeah, I I bought it on Xbox. That's why I was asking. Yeah, um, it I, they it did a hundred close to 150,000 units um and uh i think 
I think Nintendo had forty three thousand or forty eight thousand um, of it. You know, PlayStation had the highest, but the most people who are like showcasing the game and playing it, saying they're being enjoying it, has been on Switch. So, um, yeah, Hogwarts Legacy. We'll see how that happens because if it does pour on the other consoles in February, uh, that that June Switch version is going to be a concern. No. Yeah, I, I, so, I guess. But but I understand, Corey, what you mean. Like, if there's a big game that you feel like will probably run better or play better on Xbox yeah. or anything. Well, I asked I asked Grayson on Twitter the other day about about it and he said, "Well, he said the Switch version was really great." And then he made a note like he retweeted his own tweet and said, "I'm having uh some frame rate and uh graphical issues in uh docked mode on the TV." And um I was like, "Well, if he, that's probably primarily how I'm going to play it anyway." So I might as well just get it on a console that I can play it that way, you know. Mm-hmm. And I want to buy as many of these, you know, <laughs> these Square games on Xbox uh, to kind of, you know, say, hey, I play on Xbox and I like these games, too. You know, because they don't the Xbox doesn't get a lot of these games. Mm-hmm. I, was, I mean, obviously, Sony's paying to keep Final Fantasy 7 and 16 and uh for spoken and some of these other games from square off the console right so because it's it's their fan base they know that they could play those jrpgs on that kind of console like and definitely when it's japan base you know now with playstation 5 become more available they're going to be like let's bring a lot of their games to PlayStation 5 while still supporting the Switch and getting a healthy dose of good sales with that on Switch. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I think Square Enix is definitely looking at Japan more than they're looking at America and stuff because I don't know if it's true or not, but I think Square kind of feels like they don't have a JRP presence on Xbox and that American players prefer Western RPGs than over JRPGs. Yeah. No. Yeah, I mean, so I have whatever whatever Final Fantasy and Dragon Quest games there are. I mean, I have some of them on Switch, but I have them all on Xbox. Like, you know, even even Dragon Quest 11. Yeah, so. I have I have Dragon Quest 11 on all three um of them. Yeah. So anyways, let's uh I uh yeah, sorry. Oh. Uh, but before we before we go, everybody just wanna show this came in. This is, oh, the is it in a VHS ta- is it in a VHS case? Case, yes, it is. That's cool. Yeah. Nice. Um and, and then my copy of Stray did come in also. Um Yay. but I left that I left that in another room and everything. Yeah. So those, those Stephanie were, actually posted that her stray collectors she opened it and put it on her instagram or something mm. so yeah um there's one more uh um one more game from limited run that i'm waiting for uh, and that's Ray uh radiant Siruga. um i ordered that for them so it may come down sometime down the line in the year uh but yeah and i also updated the shredder's revenge 
because I wanted to see what the new update was. And it's fine. It's cool. And everything. So, um, yeah. So, cool. I didn't do I didn't do the Turtles collection because I think now you can do online play for all the games or something. Something about online play. Yeah, they play updated a lot of them to have online functionality, which is cool. Okay. Because uh, we still need to play Harperstone Heist. I know. <laughs> But with that, everybody, um, Courtney, do you have anything to, sh- to share, like, game-wise? Heck, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's not, it's a game-based thing, but it's not a game-based thing. That's a game-based thing. Oh, <laughs> that's Are those beautiful. Pokemon cards? Yeah, it's a Pokemon card. <laughs> I love I that I got box. this box. I know that that's all, the only reason why I bought it. It's like retails for like a hundred and four dollars tax and all, but I got it for like seventy nine dollars. So like, oh, yeah, I'm gonna take it. Sweet deal. Yeah, it's got like uh, 18, 15 packs of uh, cards. It's got um, Arceus already in it. It's got a play mat. It's got metal coins. It's, it's got it's got so many so much stuff. And it's not opened yet. I'm going to open it on stream. It's like one of my streams coming back. And then I also got these Pokemon cards. Oh, yes. Yeah, I also got the Eevee ones, but they're in the back room. But I'm going to open them on stream also. Okay. I'm so excited. I've like been wanting to open them. And I'm like, no, I have to wait till stream. I want to stream it. To commit it. Being committed. Yes. Do it. Do it. That's the thing we got to do this year. We got to be committed. We gotta be because yes. we have all these ideas. We have we all these gotta things. Do it. We gotta be committed. So. Yes. Yes. Well, everybody, it's time for Fami News. Ooh. All right, we're gonna fly through Fami News because uh, I have a feeling our top ten games of the year are gonna take a while. Yes. And uh, we've already had some issues with file sizes being too big for Anchor, so. We're gonna fly through this. I don't. I don't like to set time limits on us, but I do. Uh, we it, just in terms of file sizes, we do kind of have one. Unless anybody also, has a good compressing tool that they can share with me, I'd like that very much. Uh, anyways, our we we have two news stories that we're gonna talk about. I wasn't planning on doing news at all today, but these two stories are too big to kind of not talk about uh the first one uh which is something ed and i have had extensive conversations on and off air about <coughs> excuse me uh the nintendo switch mid-generation update seems to have been scrapped internally according to digital foundries john Linneman. in a recent video on the popular tech channel Linneman said quote so i think at one point internally from what i can understand from talking to different developers is that there was some sort of mid-generation Switch update planned at one point, and that seems to be no longer happening, ellipsis. And thus, it's pretty clear that whatever they do next is going to be actual next-generation hardware, end quote. Now, none, none of this has been confirmed. We are nearing the console's seventh year on the market, two more years than we normally get in Nintendo generations. Uh, President Shantaru Farakawa stated that the Switch would have about a 10-year life cycle, bringing the release of the new console to 2027. Uh, current, the current thought across the industry is spring of 2025 at the moment. 
we assume the mid-generation Switch model was supposed to be incorporated into the OLED model in 2000 and, or in 2021, uh, but obviously that wasn't the case. Um, it's probably about time. You know, 2025, spring 2025 seems about right. You know? Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously 2023, we've got a bunch of huge titles already. Um, <coughs> Zelda and, you know, a Metroid announcement is imminent according to industry or uh, according to Inside Gaming, Insider Gaming, uh, Tom Warren, who is a fairly reputable insider. Uh, so, you know, there, there's a lot. Fire Emblem, obviously. So, yeah, I mean, what are your guys' thoughts on this? you think it's time for next-gen hardware in 2025? Um, no. It's two years from now, and that's th- four years, three years longer than we normally get in Nintendo generation. So, I, w- I wouldn't say 25. I would probably say 26 um, because I think now a lot of the chip shortages are getting – um, like the, like they're kind of fixing it and everything. So and definitely, you know, Nintendo would want to go with a custom chip shortage. So if they could offer something, offer something to them, offer them something better, customer customer wise, and what we thought what would be in it will um, actually be more and better. I think it's going to take a little bit more time to it. You know, I think once a lot of the PlayStations and the Series Xs roll out and even if they get like revision versions you know um nintendo will probably be like okay the beefy ones they got they stuff out the way we could we could get our new ideas out we got our r&d ready to go let's get our new console ready to go there's no chip problems people could go in the stores and buy them you don't have to wait in line you don't have to go to ebay and deal with all of these crazy prices you know we everything and everything that we used to do in the video game business before the pandemic is kind of back. So bam, let's roll out and let's make sure that the partners that we get that are making games are ready, you know, ready and set to go to roll out with these games and stuff. You know, let's get some strong indies. Let's get some maybe some ports from some of the third parties and let's make sure that we got a nice like a Mario game, a nice kid Icarus game, a nice Smash Brothers melee. Um is is Mario Kart ready Mario Kart 9 ready to roll out. Let's get that ready to go. Like they want to come out knocking it out on I, a strong I don't system. think we're getting another Mario Kart this generation. I think that's I oh, think that's going to be um, the launch game for the next console. Oh, that's that's what I mean. That's what I mean for the next console. Yeah. You know, they want to have a strong lineup if they're going to have this more powerful or, you know, powerful system and everything. Yeah. And stuff. So I think I, I want to say 25, I think 26. Um, they still have a chance, though, to um, make still still switch with more some pro, some more powerful chips. But if like if they're going to do something new, they're going to go out all out doing something new. That's that's the thing. I have I have a, I have like mixed feelings about it. But Cordy, I want to I want to ask you first. What do you, I mean? Do you think twenty twenty five is too soon? I mean, it it's to me like the Switch still feels sort of like a new console to me. Yeah. But also like it has been. We're entering its sixth year, and spe- specifically like Sonic Frontiers and Pokemon and you know a couple other games this year have really kind of shown the the technical limitations of the console we'll say 
For sure. I, I think that what they're trying to do is that they're observing what happened because the Switch came out before the pandemic. So they're like, okay, like like PlayStation, it took them how long for, you know, everyone to really get a PlayStation? Two years. And they're like, oh, okay, we don't really want to do that. You know, we want to make sure, you know, everyone gets the console. And then in the beginning of the Switch, because I was working at GameStop at that time, they literally only had like maybe 10 titles tops that was mm-hmm. ready to drop. And they were also like, under the prices too like they were cheap and everyone ended up buying them i did that i did the bulk buy i bought the switch and then i was done after like six months and i was like okay come on i need some new stuff and they're like oh well we'll update the game well Mm -hmm. so i think that they're learning their lesson from what happened to the switch and then what's happening during the pandemic so i feel like i feel like they're gonna hit hard like um ed said Mm -hmm. about dropping it with a big bang they want to make sure they have all their games they might. I don't know. I feel like they got to like they got to they have to, to do it right. Yeah. To, to piggy off piggyback off that, Cordy. My thing is they have to. They have to sell it with a game that's not a port. I love Breath of the Wild, but that is a Wii U game right through and yeah. through. You can see it. You can see the how, you know, especially when it first came out, it struggled. Yeah. Um, they've obviously put a bunch of updates out to kind of smooth out those issues, but uh you know i I think i think everybody's going to be excited for what's next because the switch was successful remember ed nobody was really everybody was concerned about the switch because of the wii u you know because the wii u didn't sell wii u didn't have a lot of titles they were splitting their focus between uh 3ds and wii u right so Mm -hmm. the output you had to have both consoles to get all the output which i don't know we talked a lot about this ed i'm not really a handheld gamer per se like i appreciate the switch because i can play it in handheld mode but i am a i like to play on my tv i have a 55 inch tv in my living room right that a nice nice not great but a nice tv that i bought two years ago right and uh i want to play it on my tv you know plus like with kids and with responsibilities and stuff like the switch is just kind of nice to have anyway but uh <coughs> my thought I feel is like that's like, also their problem is that phones are coming out and kids can just download the games off their phones instead of oh well, yeah. i need to buy but, the latest but, game. but this is this is the thing with the kids thing with nintendo with the switch it's been less kids and more adults you yeah. don't hit you don't hit three million on this kind of game or you don't hit five million on this kind of game with it being catered to kids when yeah, it's been I mean, mostly a right range of ages and yeah. stuff with it i mean if you t- if you take out if you take out the wii the switch has outsold almost every other nin- piece of nintendo home mm-hmm. console hardware combined right like yeah the Wii was an anomaly, but that's because that was like pre-smartphones that had all that, you know, shuffleware on it, for lack of better terms, right? Like it just it hit at the right time, and I think the Switch showed that there's still a a market for handheld gaming that's not on a phone. Yeah. And I I think, but I do think that Apple Arcade and and programs like that are catching up, right, with stuff like Oceanhorn and Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the? Uh, I always forget what the the Mistwalker game is. That RPG, Phantasmia. Fant- Fant- yeah, something like yeah. that. Yeah, uh, which I hope comes to Switch someday. Um, 
And so, like, you look at games like that and stuff like Shovel Knight running on there, and if you get a controller like this Backbone, right, like, hooks up to your phone and you can play your phone just like a Switch, and it's super awesome, yeah. right? I use it for cloud gaming for Game Pass. I use it for Apple Arcade stuff. Like, it's a really nice thing to hook up to your phone. And, uh, but the thing is, is, like, Nintendo, Nintendo has shown that there's always going to be a market for this kind of stuff because they know how to do it best. Yeah. I just, I mean, but the technology in phones is a lot nicer, right? And you look at stuff like the Steam Deck, which, granted, doesn't have Nintendo games, right? Technically, mm-hmm. unless you're, like, emulating them or downloading them or whatever. But uh, I think the popularity of the Steam Deck show has shown Nintendo say, oh, man, we need some, we, we might need some power. <laughs> to kind of handle some of this stuff but i think sometimes it's, it doesn't deal with power power because the thing about it is we know what nintendo can offer with power because of the price of what they're offering their system it has right. always been the library and stuff because that was the biggest concern for switch was is nintendo is switch going to have a library and then you look at 2017 and you look at how many um, right, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not games. denying. I'm not n- denying the library of Nintendo, like great mm-hmm. Nintendo games on the Switch. It has the best library of any Nintendo console right now, right? If you include the Wii U ports and some of that, you know, a lot of the indies and all these. Other oh, games, right? it's, I'm talking it's about the of- library. I'm talking about the library for everything. First, third, indie. Like I know, I know but yeah, I'm I'm getting there, and I'm I'm gonna wrap oh. my thought up here so we can get to the next story, so we can get to our game okay. of the year discussion. Uh. <laughs> I think I think two and a half years is plenty of time to say goodbye to this console, right? We've got a bunch of games coming. We know Nintendo has stuff they haven't announced yet, uh, whether it's new games, ports, indies, third-party. Like, you know, we still got major third-party games of this. Hogwarts Legacy and Midnight Suns still haven't come to Switch, right? Those are coming. And so... Um, I think two and a, about two and a half years is a great time to kind of say goodbye to this console, get have a new one coming in 2025, right? Do it just like the Switch. Reveal it in, what, December? Do a blowout in January. Release it in March of 2025. Get us excited with maybe a new Mario game, a new Mario Kart or something. Maybe Metroid Prime, like a, a Metroid Prime h 4k version of that right like because you know that game is going to come out for switch because they already announced it for switch oh yeah so it's going to be a breath of the wild situation where that game will come out on switch but it'll look way shinier on the new piece of hardware right the other thing is that that new piece of hardware has to be backwards compatible oh yeah right especially the way they're pushing digital games now it, it has to be if it's not like that's the only reason why I still have physical Nintendo games is because look what happened in the Wii U and the 3DS, right? Like gone. They're going to be gone in a couple months. Yeah, I think I think Nintendo is uh, probably with the R and D department trying to figure all of that out and everything, and hopefully so. And last last thing, and then I'll let you uh, Corey move on to the next story. The last thing I have to say about this is that. That relationship with Microsoft is going to continue to get stronger because if yeah. they can release a Call of Duty collection or whatever if Microsoft acquires Activision, if they can release that as part of that ten year deal, that's going to be huge. And I, it runs it runs in place great and everything. 
that would be think, huge. I still, I still think Microsoft is going to still try to get some sort of curated version of Game Pass on, on Switch. Like, uh, mm. hey, here's our first party lineup and a few other titles we have that, you know, aren't on Nintendo, right? Like, I, I still feel like that that's what's coming. Um, but yeah. we'll see, I guess. So, uh, anyways, uh, Cordy stepped away, so we're going to get into this next uh, story real quick. We'll make it real quick because there's really not a lot to go on except for some leaked images here. Um, Insider Gaming has found an apparent leak of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom OLED switches. Uh, Tom Warren has reported that this special edition will include special Zelda-themed Joy-Con in a dock, complete with green and yellow markings comparable to those shown in the trailer. No other information or even a confirmation of its existence has been given, though it is assumed that this model will come with some version of the game as well. Did you guys see the pictures of this uh, Tears of the Kingdom Switch? Have you guys seen it? I know uh, our writing yeah. chat was freaking yeah. out about it. I think Flipping. this thing is hideous. I think it's I, so I, ugly. I, I said, man. The thing about it is that, uh, uh, like, Cordy, me and Cordy talked about this. We know that, this, that they're going to make one, yeah. that they're going to make a Tears of the Kingdom Switch. So that's an OLED one. So that's not nothing new. When they put this design out, I was just like, Nintendo would not go for this yeah, at they, all. They, their Zelda collector's editions and consoles, those are, are always ugly. They're always ugly. The only cool things were those Joy-Con they put out a couple years ago. The mm. Skyward Sword one. Well, I guess like a year ago. Uh, but this thing, this thing looks ugly. But the 3DS has always looked ugly, right? Like that Ocarina of Time 2DS they put out that was green and gold was so ugly. Like, I don't know why they can't just make a nice looking console. Like, the only one that I can really say looked pretty cool was the Wind <laughs> was the Wind Waker's Wii U. And mm-hmm. it was just, it was just the gold trim. The gold trim, <laughs> yeah. I, I think, I think their art team or for the console design. I think, you know, I, I feel like this is a fake. I of course, I think this is real. I, I, I think don't. This is real, and I think this I, is the one that's coming. I, I wouldn't make a system like this that's come be coming out in May. I'm like, no, yeah. uh, uh-uh. uh. I, 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 it doesn't look good. I said, meh. Um. I, I feel like this is a fake. Um, I, I won't yeah, I, believe I anything it's fake, too. But it, it's so ugly, man. This thing is super ugly. Ooh, excuse me. I yeah, really I, hope I really hope that like I think this is real. I really hope that it's fake, but man, I just n- I also could think, do better. I also think gold is a really ugly color to make things in like this. You know? Gold yeah. should be stuck to like jewelry and and rings and stuff like that. But Destiny not... used, but Destiny used to go and white on that PlayStation Four. I know, and it was ugly. I hated it. That is that that thing looked beautiful though. The fr- the first one, the first one was white and silver. The first Destiny PlayStation. The first Destiny one. Okay, I thought it was. Uh, they did a white and gold one though, yeah, right? They did. Was... They did. Yeah. The white and gold one was for Destiny Two. I think. Two. Okay. But the first one, the one they did for the Taken King was silver. Okay, because that one looked, looked very beautiful. Yeah, uh, that I wanted one, that one really uh, bad. Dude, I couldn't find I couldn't find that one anywhere. Yeah, I couldn't either. Uh, but Courtney, your thoughts, and then we'll move on. I think it's fake. That's all I have to say to it. 
<laughs> man, I think it's real. I think this is what we're getting. I think it's really ugly. I, I think know. as much as people have complained about it, they're going to be like, oh, no, this was just all fake. Ha, ha, ha. You know. Oh, either way. It's like the same thing with Sonic. Oh, man. Everyone flipped off about it, and then they were like, okay, we'll push it back, and we'll actually, you know, make it look lookable, you know? Yeah. All right. Well, that's our family news. We're going to do this Game Fact Advance real quick, and then we're going to get into our Game of the Year discussion, everybody. So <clears throat> that so after Game Fact Advance, I want to let everybody know that if there, if this file size is too long, we are cutting the episode in half after Game Fact Advance and making our Game of the Year discussion its own episode. It might not happen, but if that's where it happens, then you only have about three minutes left in this episode. If you want to be a Patreon producer, head on over to Patreon, patreon.com slash Media, and find out which tier is right for you. Our Patreon producers at the $5 tier or higher for this month are Adriel Munger, Austin Campbell, Celeste Roberts, Christian S., Sana Dierig, Francisco Santillan, and Rebecca Jewell. Thank you for your continued support. Game Fact Advance this week in Nintendo history. Nintendo took a different type of approach to gaming on the DS and 3DS family of systems. We all know this. But what you may not know is that on January 6th, 2016, one of the greatest games no one ever talked about was released in Box Box Boy, a sequel to the great original Box Boy, which was released in 2015. The unique puzzle platformer lets you control a, a Box Boy, hence the title, and place blocks down to solve platforming puzzles, find secrets, and escape the level in as few turns as possible to achieve that three-star rating. There are four games in the series, including Box, uh, uh, Box Boy and Box Girl on Nintendo Switch, these are digital-only titles, so you should buy them before the 3DS eShop closes for good. So 3DS has three three games. It's Box Boy, Box Box Boy, and Bye Bye Box Boy. Those mm-hmm. are the three 3DS games. They are $5 a piece. Buy them before the 3DS eShop shuts down. There is uh, Box Boy plus Box Girl on the Nintendo Switch, which is $20. But there's over 100 levels in that game. It is a stellar game. You should buy it. Box Boy, super underrated uh, IP from Nintendo. By the way, (coughs) speaking of of Nintendo IP, did you know Nintendo has published at least one new IP every year since 1987 and has not missed a year? Wow. I read that. Because you you look at uh, stuff on the Switch, especially like in 3ds mm-hmm. like box boy and good job and moving moving out stretcher stretch something something one of those uh uh there's a ufo game that nintendo published they have not missed a single year since 1987 of publishing a new ip is wow. that wild to think about i would like to see the list of it what there game? is there's a there's a list uh I forget where I read it. I, oh, I read it on GameFAQs. It, there's a whole article on GameFAQs. Just look up Nintendo IP published uh, on GameFAQs, and you'll be able to find it. But, All right. yeah. All right. 
Uh, I love Box Box Boy. And I love that series. It's just we're gonna get into our game of the year discussion, but the artwork and the puzzles are I just love it. so good. It's so it's so all the games are only in black and white, and they're yes. only hand like they're only hand drawn squares, and it's just and then you can like dress up your Box Boy and Box Girl mm-hmm. in different outfits yes. that you unlock depending on how many stars you get. Oh, it's so fun. It's it's the it's the cleanness of the I art. I know. You know what other game I wish they would bring to Switch also would something with Pushmo. Pushmo <gasps> yes. and Crashmo and Stretchmo. Yes. And all those games on 3DS. Oh, so Yeah. Good. So. Anyways, but... just in case everybody wonders, the game of the year discussion is happening now. If we go over the file size, then this is where the episode will end. And if it doesn't end here, then, well, normal episode, everybody. <sighs> well, everybody, it's time for the Nintendo Power Block Game of the Year discussion. Yeah. What, what would be our number one Nintendo Power Block Game of the Year? It's going to be interesting to see how it goes. So um, should I should I be doing the math here? Should I be keeping Yes. Track? Oh, okay. Yes, um, Corey. Okay, um, we're gonna we're gonna do this. So the way it's the way it's gonna work, okay, is everybody's choice one through ten. Your tenth place game is gonna get one point. Your ninth place game is gonna get two points. All the way up to your first place game is gonna get ten points. At the end, we're going to do all of the math and mm-hmm. uh whatever game scores the highest is our game of the year. If that yes. To everybody. So, yes. uh, man, I gotta, I gotta keep this here. This is, this is probably going to be a thrown episode. I feel it. Uh, scoring for goatee. And to right. let everybody know, we do have some, uh, honorable missions and yeah, they're uh, not going to get any points. Honorable mentions, yes. no points. Uh, and then yeah. after we're done, we're gonna just shout out a couple games that we really enjoyed playing on other consoles this year. So, mm-hmm. uh, just throwing that out there. Yeah. So see, see what you signed up for, Cordy. This is it. <laughs> so I know I just put all all my ten games. It's also you know not Nintendo Switch either. <laughs> she's, like, she's like, oh no, I'm, my yeah. camera's dying. Goodbye. Now I have to think of other games. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh. Who wants to start first? I'll start first. Thank I'll do you. my okay. I'll do my I'll do my honorable <laughs> mentions first. Um so shout out to um yeah, the, so these games might have made my list if I played them longer and I know one of them for a fact probably would have been pretty high on my list. I just I didn't have time to get to my list uh of games to just finish hardcore. Um so I'm just going to sh- bring up like five or six of these things um let's see we have uh triangle strategy and tactics ogre reborn uh two strategy rpgs which you know i actually really like tactics ogre on the psp uh and i played a little bit of it but i just didn't play enough of it to to give it a fair shake and i think it would have been unfair for me to add it to the list um and triangle strategy i appreciated what it was trying to do and it was a really interesting uh tactics game it's just in between each round of playing 
there's just so much talking and conversation and stuff I didn't care <laughs> care about that it like so much so that it actually turned me off from playing it. But when I was actually playing the battles and stuff, it was so fun. Like the t- battles were so fun, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, that's uh, that was that was okay. Um, the Atari 50 Anniversary Collection. Um, all those games are not very good. Most of them are actually pretty bad. Uh, but the presentation and the docu series kind of way they set up the games and you played some of the games while the documentary was playing and you like learned about the game as they were talking about it was a really great presentation um shout out to digital eclipse with the work they did on that and the ninja turtles collection the cowabunga collection um Mm -hmm. really clean retro kind of compilation if you have a chance to check those out just for the the legacy and the history behind all that stuff wonderful 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 packages um and then the last kind of honorable mention i'm going to give here is persona 5 royal um i really like the game i only really played it for about two or three hours and i think i really think it's unfair to give a what 120 hour rpg any kind of credit for playing it (laughs) if you've only played it for three hours so that's why it's only on my honorable mention, but I'm intrigued with the characters and the, the Phantom Thieves story thing. And, you know, great music, though. Yeah, oh, music's good. So the Art style's good. Music. Yeah. Runs well. Like, it, it gets points for running well on the Switch, also. Uh, one of those ports that, you know, I know it's technically a PlayStation 3 game, uh, but still runs great on the Switch. That still blows my mind, dude, when you told me that. What? That it came out on <laughs> PS3 in Japan? Mm hmm. Yeah. I literally thought that game was for PS4. Yep. Wow. So those are my honorable mentions. All right. Well, go ahead, Corey. What is your number 10? Me? Yes. Oh, nobody else wants to do their honorable mentions? When we get to... Ah, whatever. Um, <laughs> okay, so I played about four hours of this game. Uh it might have been higher. It might not have made my list, but what I played of it, I actually really, really enjoyed. Bayonetta 3. <laughs> um, That's top 10, though? Yeah. You're starting down? Dang. Yeah. yeah. Um, Bayonetta 3. Love the story they're trying to tell. Um, I, I, I think the characters are fun. I think Viola is one of the coolest new characters of that series. She, I, I love her, like, punk rock kind of look with like the the bleach blonde hair and then the purple lipstick and the na- like the like the weird nasty face makeup that like works for her character you know like how sometimes yeah. people wear makeup and it just doesn't fit them and you're like uh, i don't know uh, i know i probably shouldn't be judging makeup right, that's probably <laughs> sexist or some sort of ist no, somewhere you're good. but you know what i mean like sometimes people try really hard and it just doesn't work with their look and yeah. so I think it works for her. I think it's fun. I lo- I like that giant sword she wears on her back. I think it's <laughs> really cool. Um yeah, it gets it definitely gets knocked a few points for some of the environmental art just looks really like downright bad in some points. Uh but character models look great. The combat's fun. 
a little thrown off by the combat after playing so many games with the shoulder buttons being the attack buttons, and then you go to bayonet mm-hmm. and it's like, oh well, jump is over here, and actually your B button that's supposed to be jump is actually like I don't know melee, <laughs> and your X button is is shooting, and you know, so bayonet three for me number ten. All right, Cordy. What is your honorable missions? And then what is your number 10? Okay, well, I guess I'll name two honorable mentions. I really like Grizz. It's the it's one of like the indie games on the Switch. I really enjoyed it. But it's not on my top ten. I just like uh, the artwork on it. I didn't really play fine. it enough, but I really I really enjoyed it. That's one uh, of my honorable mentions. It's Good. one of uh we played we did uh uh talk the walk for it, so if yeah, you finish think- it, go listen to it. I think Lore Together just put out a podcast about Gree this yeah. week. So I, I shout, wanna, out, shout out to Lore Together. Woo. Woo. Yes. I want to know what their next game is because, man, I'm so interested what they got going on next. I want to know what the lore behind Gree is. That's what I want to know. <sighs> I saw it and I retweeted it. I just haven't listened to it yet. But, man, I, I want to know what the, the, the sweet, sweet lore of Gree is. Yes. Yeah. We need to need to figure that one out, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I would say uh, Life is Strange is also going to be on my honorable mentions. I played the whole collection. I grinded right. on it. I did all the extra stories on it. It was a lot, but it's not <laughs> going to be one of my tops. That's why. That's fair. Yeah. Well, I actually downloaded True Colors thinking I would play it because it came out this it, that game came out this year, right? And so I was like, man, I should probably try this because I know everybody loves it, and I just didn't get to it. Oh man, y'all but definitely have to try it, it for twenty twenty three. So funny you say it. Well, we'll talk about that later. Oh. <laughs> and right. then my top ten would be Nobody Saves the World. Oh, that oh wow! That's that's my top ten. I love the artwork on it. I thought I was gonna like play it for. That's like your number ten, ten, right? Yeah, my number ten. I thought I was okay. gonna play it for like five ten minutes. I got hooked on it real quick. But yeah, it's gonna stick to my number ten. But I yeah, love it. I played I I played it on Game Pass. Uh, yeah, when I had the free trial and when it dropped, really really great game. Just they just came out with an expansion, the Ice World expansion. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it's on sale on Switch. Uh, yeah. for that, uh, I think it's like twenty some dollars or something. Yeah, I think it's bundle. a really good deal. Yeah, bundle, it's a really yeah. good deal. That is a good deal. Yeah, man, nobody saves the world was a should have been an honorable mention for me as well. Yeah, it's actually towards the top of mine in games I played on Switch this year. Mine too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. What about you, well, Ed? Well, for me, I'm just only going to bring about four. I uh, want to give uh, my honorable missions to uh, uh, Dan Chronicles Rising. Um, this is the game from the team sure. that's, make, uh, that's making that's making Dan Chronicles, who made uh, the um, goodness, what is the Sweet why Sudden so we could then sorry, sudden hill was coming to my mind. Like, no, they did a no, different they did JRPG. Not make Hill. <laughs> <laughs> um, exactly, publisher, I guess, but. Yes, um, elect head, which is a puzzle game with your head being full of electricity, and you have to throw it to make things move around. Really great game, definitely enjoyed that. Um, Pokemon Legends RCS and Pokemon uh, Scarlet and um, 
Violet. Um, great Pokemon games. Definitely do enjoy them. And the reason why they are my honorable mentions is because I'm still playing them. I haven't finished them yet or anything. So um, that those just those four are gonna be on it um, for it. But my number ten that I'm starting with is Neon White. Ooh, I thought that would have been higher on your list. Nice. So uh, it would have. Um, but I didn't give it, I, I'm still playing a lot of it, going back, trying to get some things. And I love how this game, I'm still trying to get the part of the controls and stuff, but I love the flow of this game, which is jumping around, using cars to attack or, you know, to help me get higher and stuff. It's a really great game. I was very excited for this when they showed it in the Nintendo uh, Indie Direct, uh, t- I think two years ago. Um, before it came out last year and it was all my must have games and so when it dropped i had to wait a few days to get it because due to work um but uh when it dropped i ended up buying it um like a few days after it came out and just i love this game um it it got it literally got missed and not a lot of people are talking about it but I love the fact that this parkour card-based style game works so well. And, and, of course, it has like a data sim vibe to it and everything. Uh, but it's just so good and so enjoyable. It's kind of relaxing, you know, to play for like 10 to 15 minutes and then put it put it back, you know, or play something else. So Neon White is my number 10. Nice. Nice. Well... My number 10. Your number nine. That's what I meant. My number nine <laughs> is actually Pokemon Legends Arceus. And I think mm-hmm. maybe it would be higher if I played more of it. Um, I actually played probably like six or eight hours of this. Um, mm-hmm. Some of it with my nephew because he's obsessed with Pokemon. It's a really good game. Like it's, it's like, it's weird because it's like kind of, it's kind of a Pokemon game, but it's kind of not in a weird way. You know, like doing quests and kind of doing all these things that actually don't involve your Pokemon at all sometimes. Yeah, it's like it's really fun. It's it's, it kind of reminds me of Dark Cloud in a weird way. (laughs) Oh wow! Um, Yeah, and like. You know, just because it takes place in this one town and you're kind of like going out and exploring and doing different things to, you know, improve. And it's just, I think graphically, it's one of the better Pokemon looking Pokemon games. It definitely looks better than the new ones, right? I I don't know if there was an update or whatever, but like when I first started playing this, it kind of looked pretty ugly, to be honest. And But then like... I knew there were some stability patches put out, and I know there's some other things put out for this game, and it actually looks quite good and pretty charming, to be honest with you. So, um, surprised it made my top 10 list, but I was having a blast with it. So, Pokemon Legends Arceus. All right. Cordy, what is your number nine? My number nine is going to be Tunic. Ooh, good one. Ooh, nice. Yeah. I, I like how it has this Zelda vibes to it. So and it's a little bit different, but not at the same time. It's like inspired mm-hmm. by Zelda. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also a fun puzzler and just like, I don't know. It got me 
on to being my top nine just because of like the style it is. I love the art style of it. Just love the, you know. It's a game I need to get to. I started it. it. I started it, but I put it down because I had just finished Death's Door. And they're, they're just enough of the same type of game mm. to where Tunic felt really slow and cumbersome. Yeah. And coming off yeah. of Death's Door. It's the same It's the same reason why I waited to play Horizon after Zelda is because like they're too similar yet too different. And, and I didn't want to compare them. So like Tunic is a game that I desperately want to get to this year. Yeah. And just play it because I'm far enough away from Death's Door to like kind of <clears throat> judge it on its own now. By the way, Death's Door, everybody. If you haven't played Death's Door, <sighs> Death's Door is an amazing game. It's, it's really hard <laughs> towards the end, but it's really fun. Oh, shoot. Dude, I was getting really good at Joy-Con dodging. Just saying. Throwing that out there. But yeah, mm-hmm. Tunic, good choice. Good choice. Thanks. By the way, Tunic plushies are coming out this year from Woo! my company. So Yes. Finji, that's their name, right? Finji yeah. Mm-hmm. Good choice, Cordy. Look Thank at that. You. I'm proud of you. Wow. Thank you. <laughs> well, right. my no- my number nine is Bayonetta three. Ooh. Nice. Um, so, Bayonetta. And the reason, the reason why I put it real low, and I'm still playing this game, um, is and I will say it's because of, um, work. Um, took my time away from this game and then God of War Ragnarok came out so it was kind of just like uh, I gotta do one game um, at a time because I didn't want to get those too confused but when I played a band at a three I'm like I think in like in four missions and stuff I thoroughly am enjoying I, I haven't switched into the characters yet I'm still playing as Bayonetta but it literally is funny in the writing and some of the cutscenes. <laughs> like yeah. it, of course it's it's very over the top. Uh, I love when they uh when what's this uh the black guy he uh Ronin. there's the uh, yeah Ro- Rodan. Uh um there's they go back to his place and you know they're playing all this jazz music. Then you just see something move in the back. And then it's just like hiding around, and it's a Chester, uh, Chester cat and everything. And I'm just like, what is this cat doing? <laughs> and so it gets to the point where the cat sets up shop or something, and Ronald just like he hits his hands down like on the uh, on the counter, just like that's good and all, but you want to explain me to what this thing is <laughs> and is doing, and it, and he just like. It goes in and does a freeze frame, and uh, your new, the new character, uh, she's just like Cheshire, and then starts running after it because it like pops out of that big willy and everything. It starts getting on it, and it goes to the dun, 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 dun. <laughs> it's so funny. I, I've been watching clips of it and falling out laughing, but the combat is good, is great. Um, I kind of. I think missing uh buying moves and stuff is is like got it's kind of feels very weird for me and everything. But I am enjoying this game. Uh so number nine is being another three for me. Nice. Nice. Uh I guess it's my number eight, right? So yes. this game I know would have been higher if I had just had the time to play more of it, but I did play, I played a ton of this game over the break and I am loving it. I, I love it way more than the first one. 
because uh, I was trying to power through and I just didn't because the first one didn't grab me the way I wanted it to. But Xenoblade Chronicles 3 is number eight. Nice. That game is amazing. Like, I know, Ed, you were talking about it a lot over what October ish and early November. And mm-hmm. I probably played like 10 hours of this game, 12 hours of this game over break. Just <laughs> it's incredible. I haven't gotten to the, obviously the big story beat that everybody talks about, and I haven't been spoiled on it yet. So don't. Spoil I'm gonna tell you. Me. I'm gonna tell you this. It's got multiple story beats on it. So yeah, it's a game that no one has been spoiled at all. You have to experience it for yourself. Yeah, I'm. I'm really. I. I'm just. I really love this game. I think it's an incredible feat. I think Monolith Soft is Nintendo's secret weapon. That mm-hmm. you know, if you play Xenoblade Chronicles. If you play Xenoblade Chronicles uh, three at all, it's not so secret anymore, right? But man, you should definitely, uh, you should definitely, <sighs> yeah, please, yeah. please play gonna, Xenoblade Chronicles three. You're gonna see, there's gonna be some moments you say, "Wait, what?" and it's gonna make you emotional. That's that's all I can say. I it I feel like there's one particular part that replaces one particular part in Final Fantasy 7. So, I'm going to leave it at that. Yeah, well, yeah, the Final Fantasy 7, if you don't know what happens in that game by now, then, you know, I haven't yeah. even played all of it, and I know what happens, so, I mean, anyways. That's my number what, eight game. Eight. Alright, Cordy, what's your number eight? My number eight is going to be Stardew Valley. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, I played farming. it enough this year. Yeah, heck yeah, farming. I'm you a full-time farmer. You know what game you play if you enjoy farming is Disney Dreamlight Valley. You mean Animal Crossing? Disney Dreamlight Valley. <laughs> I mean, there is Bro Factory 5 also. No. That's true. I have that one too. I, I haven't I had have the collection and I haven't taken out the box yet. I want to start that game. You should. It's really good. It really is. Okay. And I gotta buy Harvestella still, but I can't find it nowhere. I'm gonna have to order it. Um, you should just buy it on Amazon. It's uh on sale. Oh, okay. But go ahead, Corey. Me. No, that was it. No, no window Stardy Valley. You're a farmer. I've been playing farming. it. There's a new update out, I hear. Yeah, there is. <laughs> Heck yeah, there is. is. I'm already on it. Farming? Okay. This is me hoeing the field so I can plant hoeing the seeds. The field. <laughs> don't you fall in love with a girl in that game by giving her mayonnaise that seems it's one of the options yeah yeah so that's all i'm saying what about you ed well my number eight is triangle strategy Ooh. um this one uh, yes uh the gameplay is great I, I love the strategy game i'm not really good at strategy games like it but i am persisting in it um I love the voice acting in here. And the story is very intriguing. Yes, there is a lot of talking. A, a, a lot of cutscenes of talking and stuff. But I I I gotta give it to this game for this uh for the voice acting and the music. It's so it's very tight and it's very good. And it's just like I really wanna buy the soundtrack to Triangle Strategy. If they just did an orchestra soundtrack to this game, I would literally buy it. I'm like, it's that good. Uh, and the voice acting, you know, yeah, it has that octopath traveler. 
uh kind of sense but for like a 2d sprite game like this it it is it's top it's, it's top notch i won't say top tier but it's top notch so my number eight is triangle strategy nice nice well my number seven here's where here's where it gets good guys here Uh-oh. here are the games that i have put l- a lot of time into we'll say a lot of time a lot a lot a lot a lot of time my number seven game is mario plus rabbit sparks of hope nice it's a true <laughs> here's the thing i still think the first game is going to hold a higher place in my heart because it was such an amazing surprise right that game was so good and the donkey kong dlc was great and the characters were charming and everything this this is just a little bit step lower than the first one even though the gameplay is probably better right the gameplay is better i think and the characters are fun it's just it's just a it's just a more complete version of that of that first one you know so mm-hmm. i think that's why it's lower than what i originally anticipated but it is still a wonderful game i think it is just just an amazing game those games are so good i hope we get a third one uh just because i i just want more of this i think these games are awesome also it's right. the best playing ubisoft game i played on switch this year <laughs> gosh my sister mario well since mario just last mario rabbits or rayman definitive i mean rayman, rayman is pretty good okay uh Cordy, what is your number seven? My number seven, I had to put it on the list, but it was going to be Legend of Zelda's Link's Awakening. Ooh. I've been playing that one a lot uh this year, so I put it for my my seventh. I'm still stuck. It's a pretty hard game. I feel like you need to Really? Help. Just to me, I I get like overstimulated. It's pretty cumbersome, dude. That game is really like stupidly 90s hard where it's just yes. like the puzzles don't okay. make sense right i mean you uh, the guide use a guide the beginning took me like three days to try to figure it out i'm like okay <laughs> did you get stuck in the forest too yes i was like where where am i supposed to go from here i had to buy the guide i was like okay what am i doing wrong <laughs> okay i'm a 90s are you, kid wait everybody. are you playing the are you playing the original version or are you playing the switch version the switch version okay yeah, GameStop has a uh, a book for it out. Okay, okay. Yeah. I'm playing. I've been playing. <laughs> I played that game this year too. I'm on the seventh dungeon, and that's there's three games on my list to finish before Fire Emblem comes out, and Link's Awakening is one of them. So, yeah. See, I'm a '90s kid, so I beat the Game Boy, yeah, yeah, the yeah, Game yeah, Boy you know, Color, you like, and Switch. You like old <laughs> games? We got it. Next, yeah. All right, so well, my number seven is River City Girls Two. <laughs> oh, nice! <laughs> this game is, like I said, it's so much fun. It's so deep beating these folks up. I already got to the uh the level cap of thirty. I got all the moves. Um, still buying some stuff. Um, and just like really enjoying it. I think the only part I didn't like in this one is the forest. 
there's a forest maze that you have to go through, but it's easily able to figure it out and stuff. Um, you it you uh, eventually go into the Technos, uh, company. Um, Technos is the people who made River City and Double Dragon because they're all share the same universe, Renegade stuff like that. Um, there is a the boss that you fight is really cool. So it takes you do um the first level of double dragon uh on the nes um where you had to go climb some stairs to fight all of these lindas and stuff um it takes you through combo tribes enemies and stuff it takes you through some of the river city games from the nes like they go through wherefore did a fantastic job going through all the technos games and putting them in that they challenge you and it's part of the boss battle that you have to fight in that game it's so cool but yeah no, my number seven is river city girls too nice nice well my number six game is a little indie platformer called super perils of baking it is I need to hear about this. I've never heard of this game. You should you should play it. It's really good. This is right up your alley. It's like a really fun uh really fun platformer where you, you it's it's actually a remake of Perils of Baking which came, which was like this small 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 indie game on the PSP. Mm-hmm. Um it's it's like a 3D platformer. It kind of reminds me of Mario 3 a little bit. <clears throat> it's kind of an ode to NES platformers uh, where it's basically, it's basically a Mario game is what it is. And you're this baker. And as you collect cookies, you raise your stamina. And when you get the, like, as if you fill your stamina meter all the way up, you get the chef's hat and you get, if you find the paper bag, you get the, you get these whisks that you can throw like Mario fireballs. And it's, it's really fun, man. Like there's secrets that you can find. There's an equivalent to star road from super Mario world that you can go to. Um, it's just a really, really fun platformer from Lily Mo. I highly recommend it. It's really fun. Check it out. Um, it's really funny because all the enemies are like cookies and cake and it's, it's really funny. Oh. It's it's just really funny. It's ten dollars on the switch, and yep. then Perils of Bacon is four ninety nine. Yep. Oh. Yep. Super Perils of Bacon is ten bucks. So buy it. Really good. <laughs> Anyways, Cordy, it's your turn. Uh so my next one is going to be Cult of the Lamb. Ooh, that's, that's, like that's a new one for this this show. It is, yeah. That's good <laughs> I, I, uh, I've been kind of playing it a little bit. I feel like it's like more of my like laid back, hiding from the whole world, but getting world domination at the same time. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I, I'm going to put it in my, my top. Heck yeah. Nice. Right. Oh, that's a game yeah. I wanted to try out. It's You should. I... Man, I got too many games where I'm going to have to sink a lot of time into. I've heard a lot about yeah. this game. Uh, one of the podcasts I listen to called Next Lander. It's a bunch of ex-Giant Bomb guys. They played a lot of it and talked a lot about it this year. So it's on the list. Yeah. Yes. Well, <clears throat> my number six is Fire Emblem's Three Hopes. Ooh. Nice. I 
this game not only is beautiful, I love the female version of your main character. Uh, right? Shaz. Shaz is awesome. Shaz. She is everything. Icon. <laughs> she's I, she's icon. She's like icon, literally man. icon. She's awesome. Like and of course it's a Warriors game and beating this is my folks up. Game, by the way, so we're just gonna have a conversation now, Ed. <laughs> okay. Um, this game is just so fun and it, the story is really good. It's very interesting. Um, once again, the cut scenes. I love the artwork. The Fire Emblem like tech. I gotta give it up to Kobe Tecmo for doing a fantastic job with this series for the past few games. Mm-hmm. You know, and Three Houses, like everybody's been going back to play Three Houses, getting ready for Engage. Mm-hmm. And this this Warriors game is just so fun and so deep. And it's just, it's, I'm, I won't say that it's a good time killer. Um, that's more the, that's mostly Tetris because Tetris will put you in the uh, oh, zone. Don't get me Tetris started effect. Tetris effect. <laughs> oh. uh, but but this game is just really fun, uh, and I just love like running around beating fo- beating folks up and doing my specials and just it, it's just a great game. And I think it's like about only twelve to fifteen hours, depending on if you're trying to get everything and stuff. And it's so it's just so fun. So that's my number six. Yeah. Uh, Fire Emblem Three Hopes. Yeah, and I really like how they incorporate the Fire Emblem kind of strategy aspect to it, where, like, Mm. there's light strategy to it, but, you know, I mean, it's like, oh, well, you know, Edelgard needs to use her axe to open this gate or whatever, or uh, Dimitri needs to go over here because this sword counters this uh, whatever really well, right? Like, it it just does a really nice job of handling the... um, strategy aspect better than the way better than the first fire emblem warriors did right like i, mm-hmm. I think i think that they really oh yeah it out and did a really great job with this you know it's like i th- i feel like with these kind of when they put attach ip to the warriors games then they do a really good job of of incorporating what the mainline series really does well right <laughs> It, 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 I think this is the same thing with Zelda. Because, like, mm-hmm. the first Fire Emblem Warriors and the first Zelda Warriors game, they yeah, they had the IP, but they didn't have no story connected to it. Age yeah, of Calamity had at least had... Were, prof- they weren't great. I think you can generally say Age of Calamity was at least... You know, I know a lot of people on Boss Rush really liked it a lot. Um, I... I didn't. I I like the characters and I like the story they were telling. Mm. I didn't really care for it as much as as I do Fire Emblem uh, Warriors, this new one. Uh, but yeah, Three Hopes Man is just it's incredible and it's on sale already it, all the time for like thirty bucks. <laughs> yeah, and and these that, like I said, these games have a connection, like have a base because like with Age of Calamity, they have Breath of the Wild. Hopes has houses, so they have yeah. something to fall back on for to, to give them a story and everything. So, yeah, yeah. Well, Cordy, what is your number five? Yeah, I'm gonna say Genshin Impact. It's had a lot of updates. It's been also one of the ones I've been playing a lot. Nice. Yeah, it's like maybe the top three that I've been playing the most is Genshin. I. We'll I like probably, all the updates. I feel like I need to play that. I feel like you a do. lot of people have a lot of good things to say about that. Even like the free to play aspect, they say it's not very like, you know, my one of my friends said that he's put over 70 hours into it and hasn't paid a dime. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, well. Yeah, it gives you like a lot of benefits, which is nice. Like 
instead of, you know, oh, you have to buy a battle pass, sorry, Fortnite, to get all these cool skins and whatnot. This one, you can, like, earn it in the, in the land. You know, you earn it, you get wishes, or you can buy the wishes, and you get to collect characters from them. Um, they're also changing different, like, updates. Uh, a lot of uh, content creators or influencers, their voices are um, some of the English-dubbed uh, part of the, um, the game. Lily Pichu, she's on it. I love it. I'm obsessed with it. Nice. Yeah. Well, um, my number five is Shredder's Revenge. Nice. Beat this game like four days after it came out. So (laughs) fun to play. Got to play with Lamont and David and just uh, some other people from Boss Rush. We just had such a great time uh, beating this game. I love the six player. you know, six-player groupings uh, when you fight and everything. And it's, it's just so cool. And Casey Jones, is he's good in this. Uh, but I play mostly, I think I play mostly as Ralph in this yeah. game. Um, so, uh, Shredder's Revenge is my number five. Uh, Emu, oh, go ahead, Corey. Oh, I was going to say Shredder's Revenge is my number two game, actually. Okay. So I uh, added my score already. but Any thoughts on it? Uh, it's, I mean, it's a great, it's a great homage to those old games, right? Like, it's just a wonderful pixel art game. I think Dot Emu did a great job of mm-hmm. really getting that late '80s, early '90s Turtles feel while making it feel modern. You know, I think the pixel art's great. I think the combat's great. Um, I think adding Casey Jones and Splinter in April was a really fun idea, and adding a six-player mode was also a really awesome idea. Uh, and, and and adding those frogs. <laughs> oh goodness! Frogs, gross. Uh, <laughs> um, it's funny. Side tangent: one of my very first Ninja Turtles was the frog. One of the frogs, and I was like, "What is this?" Um, but I was a <laughs> crummy little kid, so what do I know? Um, so yeah, that was uh, that's my number two game. I think it's I think it's a wonderful game. All right. What is your number four game, Corey? Uh, my number four game? Or are we on five? We're number five. We're on four. We're yeah, on we're on four. What? Oh, you're right. Yeah. You're right. I lied. <laughs> um, Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion is <clears throat> my number four. I think the combat's great. I think the action is great. I think the characters are fun. Um, obviously, we kind of just from putting pieces together. I don't know the whole story of Zach yet, obviously, but we kind of know what happens and the journey to get there is really interesting to me. Um, I know a lot of people say Zach is one of the most important characters in the Final Fantasy VII lore and history. So I'm interested to see his story and why everybody's so obsessed with him. But from what I've played, that game is just, it's awesome. The combat's so good. Nice. Gordy, what is your number four? I'm going to say it's Pokemon Violet and Scarlet. Ooh. Yeah. I started on it. I've been kind of into it. I haven't played it religiously, but just the style of it, I put it in my top four. Definitely top four. Nice. What about you, Ed? Um, my number four is Splatoon 3. Nice. Beautiful game. I love playing this game with Grayson. Had such a ball. We worked well as a team. Uh, 
it it it's so so cool in the level design is very great like the it's very cool in the boss battles but playing multiplayer um and just going around making sure that i pick this area or yeah. you know if i gotta help somebody is you know to stop the other team member i roll them over with the roller and then start painting and everything uh i try to <laughs> i try to go to places that no one can uh see me and stuff it, and it's just such fun to play with grayson who is a exceptional great professional player um i love playing with him Oh, and yeah. we need to play some more. So special He'll be three. on the show soon. We'll get him on like a week or two. Um, just yes. to hang out and talk Nintendo with us. Because Grayson, like, by the way, talk about somebody who's who had a good 2022, man. Him getting promoted at Game uh, Game Rant, lead guides, writer. What a what a guy, man. Couldn't. Yes. Probably couldn't ask for a better person to be working for you, to be honest. He's he's awesome. Wish he'd yes. come work for us, but we can't afford him. <laughs> I, can, I can't even afford you guys you guys just shut no, up we do <laughs> uh, so. okay. Corey what is your number three all right guys my number three let's go are you top ready three. are you ready top three number three a little game called Disney Dreamlight Valley nice <laughs> <laughs> I talked a lot about it at the top of the show obviously uh, but man Disney Dreamlight Valley is so addicting and so fun. I ha- I put more time into that game over the break than any other game I've played, I think, except for maybe God of War. <laughs> and uh, I-, I think it's a better game than God of War. I'm going to throw that out there. Oh, <laughs> I've had wow. more fun with it. But that's <laughs> that's an opinion I'll say for another day. Um, I just I think God of War is kind of like it's God of War is kind of boring, to be honest it's super linear i'm just i'm so invested in the kratos character for like the past 20 years that i i need to finish it and see where it goes but every time i get in the rhythm of playing as kratos they make me play as atreus and i hate that <laughs> kid there's, yeah. there's other words i want to use to describe him but I'm not going to uh but disney dreamlight valley guys if you are looking for something like animal crossing or stardew valley and you need something to scratch that itch or you yeah. just think a disney themed version of those games would be fun this is this is it this is this is it still in early access um it's still technically not out yet um it is an early access across the board but if you pay the 30 dollars founders fee or if you have game pass it's on xbox game pass which is where i started playing it um i highly recommend it it is so fun uh, there's there's a few bugs and everything, but I kind of look past those because it's in early access. Uh, yes, you got to give it the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, yes. but doing quests for the different Disney characters and stuff, building Scrooge McDuck's store and upgrading it is, has been, I don't know, what I've been doing. And <laughs> also, like, I cooked rock soup for a rock monster just to find Elsa in the uh, wintry forest or whatever it's called. Yeah, man, good times. Good times. <laughs> All right, Cordy, what is your number three? So y'all said it, and I'm gonna say it, but it's my top three. It's Pokemon Arceus. Yeah, yeah. Nice. I had to put it a top three. I I played it just like over the weekend, trying to distract me, and oh, I'd man. rather live another story than you know the last two weeks. <laughs> man, there, there are some games fighting for that top spot right now. Yeah. 
Well, my number three is Death's Door. I'm sorry. Oh, nice. Death's Door is so good. Oh, it, I, I know it came out on Xbox, and I know people loved it on Xbox, but playing this game on Switch is so good. And be, did it come out on it, Switch this year, or did it come out on Switch last year? It came out on Switch last year. I mean, it came out in, in 21 uh, for a while. I mean, oh, yeah. six months after, yeah, it came out a while. But I'm like, I fully got invested in 2022 because I just had time to sit down with it and literally play it. And man, it's so good and everything. It, and it's literally, it's funny as ever. It doesn't really say nothing. And I feel like it's way better than Tunic. Uh, Speed-wise, direction-wise, progressive, you know, progressing. Like, I love being that grandma grandma up throwing the pots and stuff. And then just find the secret weapons and everything. It, it It's just so good playing Death Store. And I hope they make a Death Store too. Um, so that's going to be my number three. Uh, Corey, yeah. your number two, you already gave. Uh, so, Corey, what is your number two? My number two, so it's not a Switch game. Hopefully not oh, no. yet. But it's, it's Stray. Oh. Hopefully not yet, but it's Stray. I loved Stray. It was so good. I played it way too much. Yeah. It will. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping for. Fingers crossed. But, yeah, that's the number two. And my number two is Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Nice. <laughs> yes, I love this game. It it is so funny, uh, very challenging at some parts. And the ending is the probably one of the most insane endings yes. uh, that I have seen for 2022. <laughs> Grayson knows what I'm talking about. Courtney, you played it to the end, right? I played it to the end. Okay, you yeah. know what I'm talking about when I talk about yeah. this is some drag <laughs> this is some Dragon Ball Z nonsense and yes. I loved it. <laughs> so it uh, like, number two. You know, takes oh, you go back ahead. from childhood, you know? <laughs> That's what it does. It's like, oh I, f- I fell out laughing about this. Yeah. So Kirby and the Forgotten Land is my number two. Corey, what is your number one? Um, well, it's a game that came out on Switch this year. Did not it came out a few years ago, but it came out on Switch this year. It has been hyped for so long that I thought this game was just going to be overhyped and I was just not going to enjoy it at all. But it turned out to be my favorite game I played this year and something that I really want to finish within the next week or so. Near Automata is my game of the year I for Switch. I knew it. It's, I knew it. It's so, <laughs> it's so wonderful. It's such a great game. The combat is fun. The characters are kind of weird and quirky. Uh, The way that like robots and androids are like fighting against each other because of humans is weird. And it's just like this weird story that's going places. And I just I'm really enjoying it. So um, I don't really have a lot else to say about Nier Automata, except that if you like action games and rpgs you should Mm -hmm. play this um definitely definitely prob i would argue it's platinum's best game by far Ooh, that's that's a discussion that's yeah i mean (laughs) i I think like bayonetta 2 and astral chain would probably be the next two but I, i think this is their best game by far best one cordy what is your number one oh gosh you've guessed it right it's gonna be Animal Crossing. Uh, <laughs> okay, my number one. 
it 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 passed Disney Valley because like I don't know I enjoy like ch- childhood stuff, and I've played I've played Animal Crossing since GameCube, so I'm, you know that's that's my baby. And I'm gonna carry it with me all the way down to wherever it's going to go. Mm. It's Animal Crossing. <laughs> okay, well my number one, and everybody, without a without a shadow of a doubt, I think this game is going to automatically be our Nintendo Power Block Game of the Year 2022. Uh-oh. The one, the only, and the people who know me know what I'm about to where I'm about to go. Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Mm-hmm. From character design. You want to talk about well, when Nintendo ever do a game with narrative and story, this is the game. The game pulls no punches with his story it's in it's engaging and engrossing the music the cutscenes, the voice acting like it even the plot it, people say well it's too anime trust me a lot of games that's not anime is very anime-ish this game is so it's just it pulls you in and you and the side quest that is beyond the side quest and the reason i say that is because you'll get a side quest and then while doing that side quest you got to do that same more of that side quest so it's like top, on top of each other the characters that you meet that come into your group, the the level like the levels that you go up, like yes, it is a hundred hour RPG, but most of that time is because of the side quests. The main game, you know, definitely with the grinding and stuff, um, you can probably beat it within forty five to fifty hours, depending on how much you grind. The worlds are beautiful. Um, it, it's just like the and it, it's just so engrossing, engaging, like I said, and captivating. Like you do feel a certain type of way when you go throughout this game, and pretty much for a lot of the chapters, you'd be like, "Wait, what? No, wait, what?" And if you even if you even go on YouTube and you see some reactions to some of the stuff, you will see a lot of crying in this game from a lot of men you know people who think they're big and bold and then they play this game and they bust down the tears falling apart like that's how moving this game is uh, and the combat is fun too so uh, my number one xenoblade chronicles 3 um nice so everybody that is our list Corey, did you have I'm, I'm doing the math right now uh if you guys could just kind of talk about riff on something while i do the math so i i will say you know we have a big year for 2023 when it comes to nintendo games uh yes. definitely within this month we have um Fire Elm Engage, which we'll probably be talking more in february because i think it comes out at the end of the year and stuff um we got some first party game um we got the i don't know when the final fantasy pixel remasters drop or and stuff but that's going to be another game that we're going to be looking out for to um metroid prime 4 nintendo you got to show something pikmin 4 we got to get more in depth of course we're going to be talking about the super mario brothers movie that's probably going to be one of the big things across boss rush in general um so because i'm excited for that movie i can't wait to watch it and have discussions and i, I don't know how we're going to do a pop block episode about it 
uh, without spoiling anything. So I think we're going to probably just give it a week after it comes out um, that everybody's seen it um, that following Monday, um, you know, not really talk about it or stuff, but uh, that's in two weeks. We'll talk about it and stuff after it comes out and, you know, give our give our opinions about it and everything yeah. so we are we do got a lot of stuff planned uh for the coming months and um last but not least uh we do have e3 also um Woo. coming back this year so we are excited to see what nintendo has planned um i think it's pretty it may probably still be a tuesday that nintendo releases something and maybe we get back to seeing what treehouse got to showcase for some of their games and get a special announcement because sometimes there are special announcements during the treehouse presentation that we didn't know or anything that they didn't do in the nintendo direct because it was um it was a Metroid game that got announced during uh, Metroid Samus Returns. That got announced during Treehouse. That was in the Nintendo Direct. And we just like, wait, what was this? And that's when we found out Mercury's theme was working on the series. Which I have a feeling they're going to be having... I think they got a game for us next for this year um, yeah. with Nintendo. What it's going to be, I really don't know. But by the looks of it, I could see Mercury's theme take a uh do a kid icarus game or do the remake of the first game for kid icarus i would be interesting and who knows what sakurai is playing since he's semi-retired he might right <laughs> but Corey, did you get yeah give me give me like two seconds uh yeah i have our top 10 uh we actually have a tie for 10th place so i'm trying to oh, snap so this list turned out way different than I thought it was, but that's okay. It's really cool. So I'm going to read from 10 to 1, everybody. This is for Nintendo Power Block and Boss Rush Games and Boss Rush Media's Nintendo Game of the Year. Surprise. May shock you. Uh, tied for number 10 at 5 points, we have Super Perils of Baking and Cult of the Lamb. At number nine, with seven points, we have Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Number eight, with seven points, we have Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion. Number seven, with eight points, we have Disney Dreamlight Valley. Number six, with nine points, we have Kirby and the Forgotten Lands. Number five, we with ten points, we have Nier Automata. Number four, with ten points, we have Pokemon Legends Arceus. Number three, with 11 points, we have Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes. Number two, with 13 points, we have Xenoblade Chronicles 3. <gasps> nice. At number one, with 15 total points, the Nintendo Power Block Game of the Year is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. Woo. Really? Yep. I'm shocked. I thought Arceus was really going to get up there because we all said that. I thought Xenoblade was going to get up there. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's that's where we're at. Nice. And, uh, Congratulations, so... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. Yeah. So, 1 to 10. Uh, 1, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. 2, Xenoblade Chronicles 3. 3, Fire Emblem Warriors 3 Hopes. 4, Pokemon Legends Arceus. 5, Near Automata, six, Kirby and the Forgotten Land, seven, 
Disney Dreamlight Valley. Eight, Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion. Nine, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Ten, a two-way tie between Cult of the Lamb and Super Perils of Baking. Nice. Strong, strong list. Oh, that yeah. is surprise. Uh, though. No Bayonetta. I'm shocked. Neon White didn't make it, which I didn't play Neon White, so maybe that would have been different. Um, but a lot of like, you know, plus like everything that didn't come out on Switch or came out years ago were DQ'd for the 2022 game of the year, which I think is okay. But I mean, you think of the games that were left off this list, right? Like mm-hmm. Splatoon 3 easily could have been in a top 10 list. Uh, you know, Triangle Strategy, uh, Tactics Ogre, you know, I mean, we didn't even get to stuff like Overwatch 2 and uh, Atari 50 and Lego Star Wars and, you know, 13 Sentinels came out this year on Switch, right? So Persona 5 probably should have been on this top 10 list if we all took the time to play it, which none of us did. Yeah. So sorry, yeah. everybody. <laughs> um, but this, I think this is a pretty solid list. A lot of different, different games on this list. Yeah. And it uh, kind of shows where our team is at in terms of i i'm shocked that ninja turtles is number one i thought xenoblade 3 exactly but but like i said turtles shredder's revenge is a really great game and it deserves to be like on the list like higher up and both pokemon releases on this list so yeah so well everybody that's it for our uh, game of the year discussion, and that's gonna be it for this week's Nintendo Power Block. Uh, we are excited to be back. Uh, Cordy, where can we find you? Um, oh, uh, you can find me on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you can find me on uh, TikTok. You can find me on Twitter, and I, I'm working on Instagram right now. But it's all Cordy underscore Yikes. Uh, Cordy, where can we find you? Um, you can find me at I am Corey on Twitter and Instagram, and you can find me uh, on other podcasts as well. I am going to shout out here real quick that starting this episode and next episode, which you will probably have already heard, but our our housekeeping and uh, Patreon producers and even our outros where you can find us and everything are all going to be pre-recorded so we can spend more time within the episode because... You know, the last couple of weeks, I kind of been going through episodes and that, and we've been spending a lot of time on outros and Patreon, explaining what Patreon is and where to find us and stuff. Um, so that's all going to be pre-recorded, so we can spend more time talking about what we love to do, and that's video games and Nintendo. So, yeah. And you guys can find me on Twitter at that Bridget Cole. Also. Um, you can check us out on uh, our Discord uh, for Boss Rush Media, um, you know, Boss Rush Games. Um, and also check us out on our YouTube page at Boss Rush Media. With that, everybody, have a great week. Have a great weekend. Happy New Year to you all. Um, it's great to be back. And yeah, with that, everybody, we'll see you. Yes. And with that, everybody, we'll see you next time on Nintendo Pop Like, Woohoo! <laughs> Nintendo Power Block is a product of Boss Rush Media, LLC, and is recorded from our headquarters in Akron, Ohio. The show is hosted by me, Edward Varnell. My co-hosts are Corey Derrick and Cordy Yikes. 
You can find Corey at I am Corey in HD on Twitter and Instagram, as well as hosting the Boss Rush Podcast and Tower Casuals, the Destiny Podcast. You can find Cordy at Cordy underscore dice on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. You can find me at that virtual code on Twitter and Instagram. Follow Nintendo Power Block on all social media platforms at Power Block Podcast. You can also follow Bosswatch Media and Bosswatch Network on all major social media platforms. Join the Bosswatch Network, Discord, and Facebook groups to interact with other friends and fans. Visit BossRush.net for more great content and Patreon.com slash BossRushMedia to learn how you can support this show. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.